RadioCalusa.com. Welcome to the September episode of A Garden Runs Through It, a podcast of the UC Master Gardener Program of Calusa County, produced by RadioCalusa.com. Jerry, your host and Master Gardener Coordinator of the Clusa County Program. And on today's episode, I'm joined by me. Yep, it's going to be me today. I'm not sure how much I've ever talked about myself. I mean, who likes to? But, um, you know, I grew up in Woodland, went to college, got a degree in agriculture, and I eventually ended up at the Cooperative Extension, where I'm the research assistant and the Master Gardener Coordinator. Been there 24 seasons now. So let's get going. Before we start, let's talk about gardening chores and upcoming events. September brings gardening chores. What should we be doing this month in our garden? Well, you could plant cool weather annuals like pansies, violas, snapdragons, but only if you have water. You would want to plant broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, kale from transplants. Because those are things you would eat, and we're going to talk about that today. And you're going to direct seed your peas, spinach, radishes, lettuce, and carrots. So September is a good time to consider reducing the size of your lawn. It is also a good time to rejuvenate a lawn with overseeding. Now you'll want to overseed right before it rains, and who knows when that's going to be this year. It's kind of crazy. Put your spent course in your compost pile. Add compost to your beds that have annuals and vegetables that you are not pulling out. And before replanting in those beds, compost adds water-saving qualities to it and adds a lot of nutrients. And be sure to clear out any weeds that develop in the perennial beds. Boy, sure wish we had some genes, weed genes in some of our other crops because they'll grow anywhere, including the cracks in the sidewalk. So upcoming Master Gardener events in Clusa County. You can visit our demonstration garden in Williams at the Education Village. The summer garden is coming to an end. We still have zinnias that you can pick. The fall garden will be planted in late September. And we're gonna talk about fall gardening this time. If you are a Clusa County employee, we will be at the Benefits Fair on September 14th. This fall, we're going to have a pumpkin centerpiece workshop and a wreath workshop. So watch for the details. So what am I going to talk about today? I'm going to talk about fall gardening. Now, I can't tell you how fun fall gardening is. Everybody loves to do spring and summer vegetables. But fall is where it's at, and it's easier, way, way easier. So one of the things we have is called this vegetable planting guide that you can get from us. It's on our website. It is always with us when we are um, out and about because it is our most popular handouts. So that will help you as to when you should transplant or plant by seeds. So let's start with your typical winter vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, and cabbage. And all of these are transplants 
you will have to water them until um, the rain start. You will probably also have some uh, insect damage before then, but that's pretty easy to deal with because they're just aphids. And you're just going to spray some BT on it. And I can never remember exactly how that's pronounced, but it is an organic um, material. So broccoli, it is arguably the best all-around choice from the home for the home gardener. It bears over a long season. It is not difficult to grow. All types of broccoli are cool season plants that tend to bolt into flower at high temperature. So time your plantings to mature during cool weather. So for us, that's around March. You want them by March. Broccoli needs full sun to put on early growth and encourage heads to form. You not only sun, but the soil needs to be warm. So that's why you plant transplants in September. And like I just said, you plant in late summer or fall. Keep the plants growing vigorously with regular drip irrigation during dry periods. Once it starts to rain, you don't have to worry about it. If it stops raining, like last year where we had a lot of rain in two months, and then come January it stopped, then you will have to start watering again. So if you think you're going to have insect problems, and this goes for a lot of these, use road covers and they will protect your plants from pests such as aphids, cabbage loopers, and cabbage worms. So the next one I'm going to talk about are Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts and I've grown them too. And to be truthful, I didn't even know how they grew. And so when I saw them, you know, I went out in the backyard one day, I'm like, OMG. But they can be difficult to grow because they need really cold nights. And sometimes we don't get cold enough in our area. But they are worth the effort. The mature plant has an edible crown of fairly large leaves, which kind of look like cabbage leaves, and a two to three foot stem completely covered with golf ball sized cabbage like sprouts. So you get the Brussels sprouts on a large upright stem. So the Jade Cross is the most heat tolerant and the most popular. Once again, it needs full sun to promote quick, sturdy growth and the earliest possible harvest. Brussels sprouts have a long time to mature, so you really need to get them in early. And you need to use the row covers again if that's what you want to do. Brussels sprouts are worth it, and um, give them a try. Cabbage. So cabbages, um, there's a lot of different cabbages and the variety selection determines the harvest date. So each plant forms a tight, round or pointed head whose size can be barely larger than a softball or big enough to fit in a wheelbarrow. You have, there's green cabbage, which we're all familiar with and purple cabbage and what they call savoy, which is crinkly. Those are kind of cool. You want to plant them in full sun and um, go from there. Most things need to start in full sun. And remember your winter full sun is not the same as your summer full sun because of course the earth has moved and the sun is in a different position. 
And of course, you will need row covers again if you're worried about insects. Now, one of the best things that we grew in the demonstration garden last year is cauliflower. Cauliflower grows one to two three. Cauliflower grows one to three feet tall with large cabbagey leaves surrounding a white edible head. Home gardeners usually plant an early variety such as snow crown. But there's also other colors. There's orange, purple, and green. Now we planted the purple and the green and a white one at the demonstration garden. And the purple one is almost sweet. It was really, really good. Now the green one, the head color is more chartreuse and the shape is rounded, pointy, and spiraled, looking like a cross between a cauliflower and a head of mitt and the head of a medieval mace. So full sun again and uh, protect the heads from sun because they will bleach, but winter sun, we're still usually pretty good. The next group are root vegetables. These are usually planted from seed. The ground needs to be worked up well for the development of the roots. So read the seed packet for the best instructions on all of these. So the next one is beets. Remember to read the seed packet for best instructions. Beet types with round red roots range from old favorites like Detroit Dark Red to newer varieties like Early Wonder and Red Ace. Bull's Blood and Big Top have a particularly tender, tasty greens. And then there's novelty varieties that are um, long cylindrical roots and the one that has the red and white rings in them. There's also golden yellow, purple, or white roots. Once again, choose a spot where the beets won't be shaded by taller plants. Temperature or moisture stress can cause the roots to become woody in beets. The next one is one of our favorites, carrots. And yes, we will be growing a lot of these in the demonstration garden this year. Once again, you need loose soil for all of these seeds for the root vegetables. So the best variety to plant depends on your soil. Carrots reach smooth perfection only in light textured soil that is free of stones and clods. Plant long market kinds. Plant long market kinds such as the 12 inch Envy only if you could give them a foot of well prepared soil. Carrots come in a lot of sizes and colors other than orange. So purple haze, red samurai, and white satin are some examples. They come long, short, fat, but there's all good. So once again, have a sunny place that's not shaded. So at harvest, begin root harvest when carrots reach finger size, usually 30 to 40 days after sowing. Most types reach maturity in 60 to 70 days. The last of the seed root vegetables are a kid favorite. If you have kids, you wanna grow radishes. Radishes are among the easiest vegetables to cultivate and are very fast growing. 
the most familiar types are short, round, red, or red and white varieties. You can also get round radishes in pink and white. Easter egg produces a mixture of white, pink, red, and purple. French dressing and red flame are long, narrow, white-tipped types with a sweet flavor. Other long radishes have more typical radish flavor. White icicle is best known of these. But there are other novelties and some types of long white radishes with a mild, nippy to hot flavor can be found in markets under the name Daikon. Once again, you want full sun in mild climates and we're considered a mild climate. The next group is also started by seed, but they are not root vegetables. Remember to read the seed packets for instructions. So kale and collards. Kale is still a real big thing. Um, collards are more of a southern thing. So kale, this attractive plant grows 14 to 30 inches tall, depending on the variety. Curly-leafed varieties form compact clusters of leaves that are tightly curled. Toscano is a non-curly green kale, and Red Russian is a non-curly red kale. Its leaves are actually gray-green with purple veins. Collards are often listed as a type of kale. This is a large two to three foot smooth leaf plant that does not form a head. Once again, full sun. So when you harvest, Eat the thinnings as plants fill in. So you're going to plant more seeds than what you need. And as they start to come up and they get a couple inches tall, you're going to pull out a few so that there's room for the plants to get bigger. And so you can go ahead and eat those leaves. But you can harvest the other plants by removing leaves from outside of the clusters or harvest the entire plant. Another fast-growing favorite is lettuce. So you're going to plant the lettuce by seed, and we do not recommend planting iceberg lettuce. That's a whole different thing. So loose-leaf lettuces are the easiest to grow. So your butterhead or Boston lettuce has a loose head with green smooth outer leaves and yellow inner leaves. There's also a red speckled and red tinted varieties. There are a lot of varieties of lettuce. Loose leaf lettuce makes a rosette rather than a head. Because this type is easy to grow and stands heat well, it is the biggest category of lettuce. And it comes in all kinds of colors and fabulous names. You can also grow romaine lettuce. It has an erect centrical head of smooth leaves, outer leaves that are green, inner leaves are whitish. It stands heat moderately, and you want, of course, full sun, full winter sun, that is. So to harvest, you once again get a thin, you're going to plant more seed than you need. So you're going to thin them, and you can eat the leaves off of that. Harvest by picking outer leaves as needing or pull up the entire plant. And you can have insects again, so use those row covers again. 
One of my favorites, and we definitely did this at the um, garden last year, were to grow peas. Peas come in two general types, shelling peas and edible pod peas. The latter include snow peas, which are eaten when the pods are young before the peas inside mature, and snap peas are eaten when pods are filled out. All peas are easy to grow when conditions are right. They need coolness and humidity and must be planted at just the right time. So read your seed packet. If you have space and don't mind the bother, grow tall vining peas on trellises, strings, or chicken wire. They climb by tendrils to six feet. Bush types are more commonly grown in home gardens. No support is required, though they can be grown on short trellises for easy picking. Once again, they need full sun. So you want to harvest when the peas are reaching harvesting size, picking all pods that are ready. And you're going to have a lot of pods. You're going to be out there picking every day. If seeds are allowed to ripen, the plant will stop producing. It's saying, hey, we're done. Let's let these seeds go to the ground so we can have some more. Now shelling peas. Begin harvesting when the pods are swelled to almost a cylindrical shape, but before they lose their bright green color. Edible pea pods pick the snow peas when they're two to three inches long before the seeds begin to swell. And uh, they probably won't even make it to the house because they're just so yummy to eat in the garden. The last of the seed that's not a bulb or a root is spinach. Spinach grows in an upright leafy clumps to about one feet tall, maturing slowly during fall, winter, and spring. The long days of late spring and the heat of summer make it go to seed quickly. So, of course, you want it in a sunny space. And harvest. Spinach is ready for harvest in about seven weeks when leaves have reached their full size. So pick individual leaves or pick the whole plant. Spinach can have trouble with leaf miners and aphids, so row covers will be helpful. And bait for slugs and snails, especially for those little seedlings. They'll go through snails and just eat them all. The last two vegetables I'm going to talk about are onions and potatoes. I have not grown onions. So... Um, I, I don't have a lot of experience with this. More so than any other vegetable, growing onions successfully requires proper variety selection, appropriate planting methods, and good timing. So bulbing onions, that's what you typically think of when you think of onions. Varieties differ in size, shape, color, flavor, and storage life. More important, many onions require specific amounts of daily sunlight in order to produce bulbs. So you really need to read up on them, or you just can say, well, let's just try this this year. The other thing are bunching onions, which are scallions, and they're grown for their tops mainly. So to plant them, onions can be planted from transplants. Set the small bulbs or even seed 
Transplants and sets go into the garden four to six weeks before the average date of last spring frost. Trim back tops of the transplants about halfway of planting. If planting sets, push them just under the soil surface so the point of the bulb is visible. Direct sow scallions starting in spring about two weeks before the average date of last frost. So sets are like when you get the little onion instead of um, seed. So you can get transplants that already have the green on it, or you can get sets which just look like a dried up little onion. So to harvest, you're going to pull up scallions when the tops are 12 to 18 inches long before bulbs start to form. Harvest bulbs when most of the tops have begun to yellow and fall over. Dig the bulbs and let them cure and dry on top of the ground for several days. Cover bulbs with tops to prevent sunburn. When the tops and necks are completely dry, pull off the tops and brush dirt from the bulbs, then store the bulbs in a dark, cool, airy place. The last one we're going to talk about is probably my favorite thing to grow in the winter, and that's potatoes. Now, I don't grow my potatoes in the ground. I use grow bags. And um, the nice thing about grow bags is that when I go to harvest, I just turn it over into the wheelbarrow and pull out all of my potatoes. And then I'm not having to dig in the soil and looking for them or this, you know, you don't always get all of the potatoes up. So growing potatoes can be very satisfying. Two pounds of seed potatoes can yield 50 pounds of potatoes for eating. It is especially a rewarding crop for children's gardens. Digging up the potatoes is like finding a buried treasure. And boy, let me tell you from personal experience, that's true. Grow plants from seed potatoes that you cut into one and a half inch cubes. And each one should have at least two eyes. So you look at the potato, you take a whole potato, not the ones in the store. Usually you get them from a garden center and they've got what we call eyes, the little kind of dents in there and they're kind of brown and uh you've probably seen you know stems growing out of them before that's the eye and you're going to cut the potato up so that you have at least two eyes in each one and then what you're going to do is you're going to let it set overnight you don't want to put it in the ground immediately so home gardeners have access to a number of varieties including types with red white, yellow, russet brown, and bluish purple skins. Depending on variety, the flesh may be white or match the skin color of red, yellow, or blue varieties. Shapes vary from round or cylindrical to finger-like. Some varieties mature faster than others, but most reach harvesting size two and a half to four months after planting. You are going to have so much fun growing potatoes. So, of course, the best place to plant them is in full sun that gives your tops a little room to ramble. You want loose soil. That's the other thing that's really good about using a grow bag. So, planting. 
When frosts are not severe, potatoes can be planted in midwinter. That's pretty much us, as long as the soil is not too wet from winter rains. Another good thing about a grow bag. Let the seed potato pieces dry for a day or two before planting. Then set the potato pieces in furrows four inches deep and cover with two inches of soil. As tops grow, add more soil until you've built a ridge of four inches around ground level. Developing tubers should always be covered with soil to keep the skin from turning green and toxic. So in containers, like a grow bag, or they talk about a half wine barrel, put six inches of planting mix in the bottom, lay three seed potatoes on top, cover them with three to four inches of additional planting mix and water. After growth appears, continue to add more soil, always leaving the growing tips exposed to light until the soil is one to two inches below the container's rim. Keep the soil evenly moist and fertilize lightly every time you add soil. I've never added fertilizer, but we're okay. So when you harvest, you dig the potatoes when they begin to bloom. So when the plant, because you're going to have a green part up top, when it starts to bloom, dig the potatoes. Be careful not to bruise them. And well-mature potatoes will be free of death will be free of defects and they're your best keepers. So that's it on winter gardening. I hope you um, get to try some of this. Radishes, lettuce, and potatoes are the easiest things to do. For more information or insightful tips and gardening hints, visit the Master Gardeners of Calusa County on Facebook or visit our website, cecalusa dot u-c-a-n-r dot e-d-u remember to sign up for our monthly gardening newsletter a link will be in the notes of the show do you have a gardening question send an email to glhernandez at u-c-a-n-r dot e-d-u and thank you for listening to a garden runs through it a podcast of the uc master gardener program of calusa county produced by radiocalusa.com until next time, keep your hands dirty. Radiocalusa.com